Welcome to Stock Odds Pods Odds, pods and Ends Odds and End <laughs> Odds and End uh, podcast here with Rob Friesen and Dave. I think we're doing it later tonight, so I'm kind of jumbled with my words. Yeah, well, uh, this is a problem too with just doing this once a week. Like you know, we get rusty, right? <laughs> <laughs> pods and ends. Yeah, well, well, this is like it is, uh, mid-month. It is a good name. Mid-month seasonality edition part two, I guess. Right. We're still, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that music intro thing that we we're supposed to have that you tried that a couple times. I mean, yeah, I we got to get better branding here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, you doing well? Yeah, good. Good. Just trying to get back in the groove of things for the new week. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's really important to. Um, you know, to look each Friday at how things closed, how the week went, um, and then, you know, think of it just from that perspective, of course, planning for the next week. But then you got to add in what are the markets doing sort of Sunday from the time they open, 6 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the futures and and see what happens sort of overnight and then pre-market to check because, you know, there can be – some changes weekends are always geopolitically risky and other things so uh-huh. um but it gives you you know like if you do your homework from the friday perspective it, it gets you set pretty good for the week so uh why don't you rattle off uh some uh reminders of the the seasonality window that we're in here and um, what could be playing out this week here yeah we're still in uh, mid-month seasonality that's usually the 9th 10th 11th and 12th day of the month so we're kind of in the middle of that we started on thursday and we're still going to have uh, another couple of days of that so uh, last week we reviewed some of the etfs that are expected to outperform or underperform the the spider and it was kind of a de- defensive posture there was things like gold silver utilities and staples that you that you would want to be longer statistically and shorter things like oil basic materials um, financials everything else right in tech and so with that thought in mind i thought okay let's look at the where, where we've come from so sometimes right right is pretty Perfect. clear but but um mm-hmm. i said let's go back in the past week and see which of these sectors are expected uh, that are expected to do well or, or poorly and where are they coming from so i found a couple of things i looked at the one week performance for energy basic materials and financials and they're the top uh, couple performers for the entire week so they're coming in from a, a position of premium and they're expected to be down during mid-month seasonality so this might be a good opportunity to get shorter energy basic materials and financials and then on the flip side um Utilities and consumer defensive are expected to do better than the spider, and there were some of the weaker sectors in the past week. So those are kind of at a discount. So um, where you've come from, plus the the odds of the seasonality could be um, double-edged, right? Right, and then you can take that and you can go look and see on our on if you subscribe to some of our other um, features that we have services. Uh, the dashboards like RSI, percent B, because they're giving you, uh, RSI is giving you a three-day look. Performance-based is also a three-day look. Uh, um, we'd have a 10-day f- look going forward for uh, percent B, which is a you know, relationship to the Bollinger Bands. Um, so if you can find some you know matching symbols or ETFs uh, through those uh, 
those dashboards uh, that could really help complement. There's nothing wrong with lining up a few ducks, right? Yeah. And then we still have that uh, in the background, the last five days of the month are supposed to be the mo most robust within August. So in the coming week or the beginning of next week, even if we get positions of a discount or sell-offs, those could be great entry points for right. that final week. So, Well, don't forget we, we end this week with uh, expiration, right? Oh, yeah. The 19th, the 19th. Right? So that's uh, – and then we have specific seasonality for expiration day. And it's a it's a – it's a light month in terms of the importance of expiration, um, but because of the lighter volume, uh, you know, things can move around. And seasonally, I find that it can often be pretty on point because it just repeats sort of the same themes that it has for years. So just keep that in mind, expiration on Friday. Okay. And um, expiration Friday, things that are expected to be longer are chips, SMH, financials, um, biotech, and some things that are weaker are gold, silver, um, energy. So, so that could still play out. So that's kind of similar to what we're seeing in mid-month that mm -hmm. I can go through until Friday. Even, so. Okay. Um, well, that's good because that, that puts uh, reinforces it a little bit too. If it's the same for the mid-month as for the expiration, it should culminate then. And we could see, you know, the reversal the following week of that because I often find expirations are quite pivotal um, mm -hmm. you know what sort of culminates on that day might uh, change direction the next week uh, even with the market too um, so uh, Wednesday we've got July retail sales um, and we we're also expecting quarterly results here from Walmart Target Home Depot um, and you know interestingly enough we've got something going on in China right now which, uh, well, because of the lockdowns, which we've talked about before on here, I mean, how can you possibly maintain a zero COVID policy in this multivariant uh, world we're in now? Um, and so many, you know, people come down with it. And then, you, you know, you have, you know, one, so one person in a shipyard comes down with it and you lock the whole place down. I mean, it's it's, it's very uh, unproductive. Yeah, so, <laughs> There's, there's ramifications. So what they've gone and done is they've uh, lowered interest rates. This we were they were expected to stay the same for this announcement, but they actually lowered them slightly, uh, and this is to um, help um, with the growth element. Um, so they're also their their retail sales reports weren't weren't very robust. So um, I don't know. How do you think the retail sales are going to go here uh, for July? I mean. Do you think they're going to be disappointing because consumers have truly cut back on the discretionary spending or what? Yeah, but I think the past quarter they got really killed, Target and Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. Coming from they've kind of thrown in everything out there, the kitchen sink and everything. So they already have had so much damage and reported so poorly about their inventories and whatnot. It's almost like whatever the report is kind of baked in and it's more like upside rather than downside. And that if it's right before the end of the month there, the market could be pretty forgiving. Yeah, and, and if you can get a hold of the, uh, you know, anticipated retail, like what's expected for the retail sales per symbol um, for the Wednesday announcement, um, I've always looked at the outliers, like what is expected to really do well 
and what is expected to really do poorly. Um, and those can be some interesting places to play because that's where the surprises come from more so than from the middle middle of the pack, you know. Um, and then also there's more guesswork necessary there. But if you, if you have something that's truly expected to be, you know, missing their numbers, then, um, you know, that could be a potential buy. And something that's expected to do good, if it does miss its numbers, that could be a, a real good sell. So just keep that in mind. Again, we're always looking for these outliers, these potential uh, mean reversions, you know, potential of pairing things up, relationship-based trading, you know, comparative analysis, um, rather than picking numbers out of a hat, you know? But what about a pairs trade target in Walmart? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it. I mean, it depends if if you don't have that particular edge, like if you're guessing at it. So you can go to stock odds and get some, um, you know, statistical information, um, and that can help. But if you've got a specific news announcement, and let's just say that, you know, they were both expected to do good, well, then how would you play it? If, if for example, Walmart was supposed to do pretty poorly and target was supposed to be fairly favorable i mean that 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 could set you up for a pair trade okay. um, because you've got that expectation that you know could assist or or it could be the opposite they could miss anyway um what about the futures i mean we... yeah oh, let's see here um um, oh, I saw this information from the forecasting model, the Cleveland Federal Reserve forecast CPI over the next 12 months, 3.3%. Uh, so this is, this is quite um, not deflationary, but it's, it's quite the relief of inflation, right? Mm -hmm. so, so I think this is what the markets have been factoring in in this last three to five weeks is that we are going to see a relief on inflation. It is going to improve, you know, uh, CPI is going to come in line better. And so therefore the small caps have been performing really well. Like they've out, they've outshone the, generally speaking for since the beginning of July, if not a bit before that with the Russell rebalance. But um, specifically from the beginning of July, we've seen the small caps really come into, you know, stride and they've outperformed even the NASDAQ 100, certainly the S&P and the Dow as well. Um, and, and they generally do well in environments where inflation is declining. So though though our numbers are a bit laggy here, like we've with the recent CPI and stuff, we already saw some relief to inflation, and that was being anticipated by you know institutions that went in and, and picked these things up first, and the re retail joined in. I mean, we've even seen the return of some meme stocks, right, running up like the best. Well, uh, yeah. Bath and Beyond and things like that, it took off, right? So we've seen some meme trading. Well, so the institutions went first, kind of forward-looking, taking a look at all this and going, sentiment reading got really bad. 
it upticked a bit for July. Uh, inflation reading got really bad. We saw a bit of relief, but they were already they were already a bit ahead of the the numbers, the actual announcements in buying the small caps. But then after we got that substantiating, you know, evidence, then more investment went in by the institutions and the retail did jump on. Now they haven't fully committed. They're still, you know, I mean, what what concerns me is that we're going to rally up to, you know, significant resistance and then finally people that have regret that they've missed the rally. I mean, even stuff like, you know, Kathy Wood's ARC funds that are up 58% off the bottom, you know, I mean, hey, listen, when something goes down, you know, it goes down 50%, it's got to come back 100% to get back to where it started. But nonetheless, then when you say 58% off the bottom or more, that 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 creates anxiety for people that didn't participate, that missed it, that wanted to, that sat on the sideline, that were scared to get in. And and the tragedy is not only do they miss the rally, but then they finally have so much regret and they can't take it anymore. And then they have to participate right around the top. And then it goes back down and now, you know, it adds insult to injury, right? So that's what concerns yeah. me is, is people that, that wait. Trading, trading and investing has largely been about, you know, you, you, you never go when you're completely sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you, that's not what it's about. You can't be completely sure. Like you can't check 100 boxes if you had 100 boxes to check. It doesn't work like that. You have to forward look. You have to act when, you know, other people are less likely to want to act. It's, it has to have an element of contrarian to really, you know, be a top performer. You have to. You can't just line up, you know, the it's sun, stars, and moon. All, nothing has to be completely aligned for you to get involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if so it feels anyway, good, yeah, the, it feels the good forecasting, hands, probably the, yeah. There, there is government, like there is government forecasting, and like I said, the, the Cleveland Federal Reserve uh, CPI forecasting. So you know, go take a look for yourselves. Um, let's get to the futures here. So uh, they've been stable since they opened, for the most part. Um, the Dow Jones futures are have hardly moved uh, since 6 p.m. Eastern time. They're down 64 points. 0.19% off. S&P is uh, only down nine points or 0.21. NASDAQ 100 is down 33.25 points or 0.24%. Russell is down five points or 0.25%. And again, that Russell has been the one that's stood on st- stood on top of them all in terms of, of performance. Then the S&P um, the Dow Jones and the Nasdaq has been a little bit laggier, actually. Nikkei is uh, up now, 160 points at 0.56. Um, it looks like you know Euroland could be doing okay as well. Uh, the VIX is down at 21.40. It's up a little bit right now, 0.21 or 1.01 percent. Um, it did. It did make a low on 
Friday of uh, 20.55. So we, we, we just about tagged the 20 area, which goes back as the bottom for this, well, since January. So, so that's that's how low we got. We kind of retraced all the way down, which is interesting um, because we, you know, could be set for a move back up on the VIX um, as people. And the reason the VIX rises is because people that handle other people's money purchase puts to protect that. And so it causes the VIX to rise. So we may see some of that portfolio protection come into play. Um, even you know this week as we roll along here they argue that maybe the bottom's in that maybe the end of the bear market you know um and then there's still other people that argue that we're not out of the woods that we simply had a bear market rally so it's nice to get the controversy and the different opinions and not everybody's on the same page um but you know at the end of the day we don't we don't really know right um, there's some Chinese stocks being delisted uh, from the U.S. PTR, SNP, LFC, SHI. Pressure probably on Alibaba. This so this whole area of, of just this conflict between U.S. and China. And now we've got another delegation over in Taiwan, probably adding a little bit more concern. Um, Anything else on your end? Oh, let's, let's take a look at uh, energy here. Okay. So energy's still looking off a little bit down. West Texas crude right now futures down 0.83 or almost uh, 1% at 0.9%. Rent 0.91% off. Gasoline 0.57 off. Heating oil 0.48% off. Natural gas. 1.60% off. It really had another spike up, so it's just pulling back from that. So um, that's looking softer. Let's look at um, metals. Metals, we've had that run on gold up right back to previous support. So now new resistance up here at the 1800 to 1828 uh, area. It's off right now 5.7% or 0.3 or 5.70 points minus 0.31%. Silver down 0.43%, platinum down 4.42. Copper now down 1.05%. Had a really nice run up and it's uh, either just a, a slight pullback or it's starting to roll over. So we got in the commodity space, we got oils off, we got metals off, Let's just take a look at the dollar and see dollar has, you know, it did pull back towards the 105 area um, and it's 105.59 now popped up on Friday just slightly and it's up a little bit now 0.08%. Um, so again, it's, it's pretty stable at the moment having pulled back off the highs. Um, yeah, Canadian dollar rolling over a little bit, uh, New Zealand dollar uh, rolling over a bit. Um, these are Australian dollar rolling over a bit. See, these are commodity uh, heavy countries. So mm -hmm. I think uh, commodities have had a nice run the last week. Um, 
pulling back a bit. Okay. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Um, anything else on your list? No, nothing. Yeah, so continue with the mid-month uh, theme. So let's see how it goes. I think, I think so, right into expiration. Um, you know, and again, uh, you pointed out some of the divergence opportunity there. So looking for things that have popped up the most relative to the window uh, being weaker uh, can provide an edge for you. All right. Good All right. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.